Summer's almost here, and Old Navy's got thousands of summer's hottest styles on sale now in stores from just five bucks. Get all your favorites, like tees and tanks for just five bucks, shorts for just ten bucks, and jeans, dresses, and swimwear for just fifteen bucks. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in store for free today. New summer styles are just five, ten, and fifteen bucks in stores now at Old Navy. Hurry ends tonight. Valid five thirteen to five nineteen in stores and select styles only blog talk radio what's good it's your boy the coach from the wwe there's a lot of wrestling shows out there there's a lot of talking heads out there but nobody says more with less than wrestlecast radio you may not always agree with what they say you might not always agree with what they do but the one thing you will do is listen wrestlecast radio is on the air. Mr. Young, I'd like to get a training update from you. Life coach, training has been great. I ran five miles today. As your life coach, I don't allow you to run. But coach, I got to get my cardio in. What am I supposed to do? Walk. Walk, walk. Walk briskly. Walk briskly. So you don't want me to ever run? Maybe, just maybe if you miss the bus. I stopped running in 1978. <laughs> wow, that was way before I was born, but... I've got I, your car keys here, coach. and it's going to take you eight hours to walk to the next town. Eight hours? Coach, why are you... Hey, dig deep. If you get there too fast, I'll know you ran. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got that name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname Terrorizing. Well now, I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque, the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name, Jean-Paul Levesque. the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why, because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing Hold, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. Yukon John Nord, his partner, Scott Norton, and I'll tell you what, Yukon, you made quick work at a big spike. Hey, that up. My partner, Scott Norton, I'm going to tell you a story. We was up in the Yukon. We got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood. And Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us. And everybody knows what lumberjacks eat. They eat a lot of pancakes. My name is Thurman Plug, but my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I never really worked with Hulk Hogan that much. I don't know him that well. I know you guys did in WCW. What can you tell me about the Hulk? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, Mick, I didn't date him. I don't know anything about personally, but... I'm in control here, and you're going to give me what I want. You know what it is. Give me what I want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. 
You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. I'm give me what I want. want. Give me what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Bryant. The last two long years is finally over. It's been a long, long wait. You're going down this time, Bill. You're going down. We'll be back. Kento me a horror theme. I feel like as it's about to pick up, I want to go one, two, three, go, and then just go. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I always do like the uh, like my arms in the air, like those eighties um, uh, like <laughs> Jane Fonda aerobic videos. Like that's oh, yeah? how I feel like. Like when they did the Kendrick Lamar mashup with um, uh, I forgot which song. But when they did mix mash that with the aerobic video, that that's how I dance every time in the chair. <laughs> Man, that can't be hard. Just gets me, gets me excited. Poor, poor Dentress. Is that my screen name? Is that my heelish name? <laughs> no, but but you know his like favorite football player of all time is Deuce McAllister. Oh. So. <laughs> so I said poor Dentress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, we got nights two and three. I didn't get to see four yet, Alex, so I can't do four. But I can do no, two and three. We we didn't, we didn't even go through one. Oh so my we got god, one, two, two and three. Oh oh yeah, we just did. We didn't we didn't even do progress. Oh my god, I forgot it was just a, a news show. Yeah, man. So we, today we're doing a one, two, and three uh, nights, of course, of uh, Dragon Gate Best of Super Junior Tournament number seventy-eight, and um, also because uh, you know they're they're on a little hiatus, so we'll probably watch the uh, the remaining three episodes, uh, I should say, nights, um, and then we'll all be caught up by the twenty-second. So expect another show. We'll probably do our progress, uh, Super Strong Style sixteen either tomorrow or tomorrow. Um, and yeah, and, and some crazy news dropping uh, yesterday that everybody thought was a work uh, but or a shoot, but it's definitely a work, as was that sentence by me. <laughs> do you, do you want to go into, why don't we, why don't we do the, the news portion of AEW first? We'll do Dragon Gate second, and then we'll do, then we could just kind of steamroll through all three Super Juniors. Okay, perfect, perfect. So I want to get your thoughts right off the bat here. There's a lot of people I'm seeing that are pissed, and they're saying this is the kind of politicking that's going to ruin AEW from the start. And, yeah, you know, the, this and that, and, and Eagles are already going to take over, and this is a prime example of, of them just having a company to put themselves over and blah, 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 you know, all these things. What, what is your thought before I go into my feelings? I mean, it, it just seems you want to knock. I see the matches with Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay. Uh, but apparently, uh, the man does not want to lose. And no, I'm not talking about Becky Lynch here. Um, it just seems like Pac, uh, you know, he has it in his contract. He, he holds being champion of Dragon Gate very seriously. 
Um, I get that, but I think a big portion of the audience, you know, especially stateside and, and building, I, I guess, building to a good match just on paper per se. Um, I think it's something that, that kind of hurts it. Um, I agree you don't want to go to a WCW-type finish at Double or Nothing with Hangman Adam Page, uh, especially, uh, I mean, that would be funny with them going on TNT in the fall. But um, I I would say I, I get it, but the egos, I mean, he's called the bastard for the reason. I mean, on, it was funny because I, I forgot who brought it up. Uh, I think it was on the Botchamania Facebook page this weekend. But when I was going on the AW uh, page on Friday night, and I was going through their roster, and, you know, it would say, like, uh, co-vice president Cody, you know, and co-vice president Kenny Omega. And then it said Pac. And then his, you know, kind of title was Bastard. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> funny. And now I'm thinking, oh, is that due to the fact that he wouldn't put Paige over. So essentially what happens is Adam Page went to uh, Nottingham, England, um, unfortunately not with the uh, the, the plucky old rooster uh, narrator from the uh, underrated classic Robin Hood there, uh, but uh, kind of a challenge Pac um, at the WrestleGate show. And so what happens was that was, Page's result of okay, we already said this match was going to happen. Started the build back in January here, um, or was it February? Whenever they had the, uh, the uh, press conference there, but um, you know we were excited. We we're talking about this match on the last show, so you know they they kind of do the match here, um, and then Pac says, "Hey, we're not wrestling at Double or Nothing," and uh, "Hey, I'm not coming to AEW." which, again, that could be an open-ended statement. I thought, oh, they can then transition to Vegas, you know, uh, in six days here at Double or Nothing. But apparently it's it's legit. Um, I'm kind of 50-50 on this. I get what Pac is doing, and he's kind of, you know, paying respect to the company that, that showed him, you know, or, or kind of gave him that opportunity with Dragon. I would say they've given him a better opportunity than WWE. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm 50-50 on it. It sucks because this was a match I was looking forward to. Hopefully, you know, what's going to be for an AEW, you know, heavyweight title. Um, but, I mean, if he's not willing to, uh, you know, make Paige look good or whatnot, I guess now the question is, who's going to be Hangman's opponent this Saturday? And uh, tell me why it's not going to be John Moxley. Mm, you know, that could really be him uh, or could, could be a, a huge reason. Um, I'm just kind of reading a couple of things here. Um, what are your thoughts so, on, the, on the situation here? All right. Let me just stop reading that stuff. So here's where I look at it is I, I think if they didn't already figure this out beforehand, mm-hmm. they slightly, you know, that that's kind of on them. Cause you, you know, then again, you know, who knows? Maybe they're just like, yeah, we'll just make the angle and then we won't worry about it until later. Um, mm-hmm. I still think they should have had Pac beat Paige anyway. So I don't see, unless they had changed a heart and decided they want Paige to go over after the plan was always done. I, I had a feeling that it was 
that Pac would have beat Page, like I said last week, and then you can build Pac or Page for a later rematch. But then you could also, you know, you could build the Pac and Kenny Omega. Have that happen later on. Um, So I I could see things like that, you know, especially if if Omega beats Jericho again, if he beats Shima in July. But I, I don't, I don't hate. I don't hate Pac not wanting to, to, to cleanly put over Paige. Look, okay. I'm the champion of the second biggest company in Japan, you could argue. Um, we took a look at those numbers when we, when we brought that up until we talked about the DDP True. being number two. and He's having, I mean, I, it's hard to say anyone's having a better run with a championship than him right now. Maybe Kento Miyahara, but every one of his defenses have been super intriguing and there's been something fun out of all of them and they've all been just tremendous matches and he's taking this very seriously I think a lot of people don't realize too that when when they did that thing in England he did lose to Paige it was DQ um, Mm -hmm. but he still put Paige over and then he beat him up and said I did exactly what I wanted to do I hurt you and I maimed you and look look it's exactly what I did so tell your little elite buddies, I'm not coming to Vegas. I did what I wanted to do to you. I hurt you. I don't care that I got disqualified. I hurt you. So he still put Paige over. Obviously not pinfall, but he put him over in a way to get himself over as well. Yeah. And I think he planted a seed, if anything. So, And I don't know how crazy these dudes are with their booking. But for all we know, this could have been the plan from day one. But man, really? I I don't I don't like thinking that because I I think that's bad booking because why would you build something just to have it end this way? Mm-hmm. Um, what if they're what if they're just completely screwing with everybody? And Adam and Page he shows gets, up. Yeah, Adam Page gets a, he gets his new opponent, and they start to wrestle, and Pac jumps the railing. It just starts beating Adam Page's ass again. I I thought of that, but I mean, would fans? I, I guess they would care. I mean, again, AEW plans to release the match sometime this week. Uh, rumor and innuendo uh, are suggesting Tuesday through the uh, All Elite Facebook and YouTube pages. I'm sure. Um, I mean, if it is. I mean, that's a good way to kind of build up and, and kind of get your rematch clause right away. Um, you know, a la instead of wasting seven weeks on TV like some companies. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if people would be mad. I mean, that would make them even more of a bastard, which, again, would, would you know, only benefit, I think, everyone involved. And then, yeah, if Paige somehow does get a concisive victory, boom. I mean, that's your your, your next big guy on, on a roster full of big guys. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess I would be too, you know, uh, dismayed with, with the situation. But um, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not too like, er, damn you. Um, the Enzo thing's a little different. You know, uh, I know we, we talked about that a year ago, uh, over a year ago. And, you know, I was kind of like, well, business is business. But also, you got to be smart when it comes to your business decisions. <laughs> yes, Enzo was popular at that time. But, yeah, if you're Pac, it's like, well, why is this guy getting promotion when all he does is flick his boogers around when I'm the guy putting in all the work? 
you know, and, so and, I, I, I totally get that instance with that scenario. And to be fair, too, like, I'm, I, I'm glad you brought that up because Pac still put him over, I think, like, two or three times clean. So he still did business whether he went home or not. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think the DQ thing is a good thing. If you have Paige just show up or uh, Pac just show up, it's, you're going to get even more heat for the guy like you already want to do. And they got to know that they've already sold. I mean, this building sold out. Realistically, by pulling this match, now you can build this angle and save it for another venue. Now you can try to sell out with this venue. Uh, who's to say Pac doesn't Pac ends up losing that Dragon Gate title? He's, I mean, at some point he will, but now you have a perfect way for him for, to slide him back in if you don't do that. Is that fair to the balance, though? I mean, hey, this guy just, you know, lost the title at Dragon Gate, and then all of a sudden, um, yeah, we're going to bring him back in and, and give him an adamant push. So, um, Gabe Sapolsky, who runs Evolve, uh, he had a game when he was running, uh, it was, I think it was when he was running Ring, uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah. But, no, it's not Gabe, is it? Yeah, it's got to be Gabe. I'm I'm trying to think of the guy who runs Ring of Honor now, the older guy. I don't know why I can't think of his name. Maybe that's Harry anyway. something, right? Uh, but so regardless, they, they had a thing where we don't care if you go and work WWE like a WWE tryout match. Um, we don't care if you go and job. It is what it is. But if you're a champion in Ring of Honor, you are not allowed to go work a TV match and job. It's the only restriction. I don't care if it's a dark match, but if you were if you lose on TV as a champion, you will be fired from the company because we don't need our champions looking weak. Hmm. John Walters was the pure champion. He worked like a, a I don't know some enhancement show, two thousand five or whatever maybe, and or two thousand four or something. But regardless, he lost the match. You know he was a jobber. And he got stripped of that title, and he's hasn't been really in American indie sense. So hmm. he's been doing he's doing this R.J. Brewer gimmick in AAA, I think that he's been doing for like eight years. He was even doing it when they had that Lucha Libre USA on Hulu or whatever, where he's like the he's like a Trump antagonist, and before he was like. American coming in to take over Mexico. He's doing so, you know, one of those field gimmicks. Wouldn't the better gimmick be if he was a Trump supporter? Yeah, or that's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, man, that would be crazy. That would he's flip off a lot of like the, the Muhammad Hassan, He's doing like the Muhammad Hassan thing, but, you know, as an American in Mexico. But, ah. uh, so, I understand that Dragon Gate's like, Look, man, they're doing this on pay-per-view now. We don't want you losing. You can't lose on pay-per-view. That's going to just hurt our company. And I, but I, I, I mean, I think Pac's more substantial than, especially if you're trying to get viewers over and to get the streaming uh, network for Dragon Gate, that's getting more exposure to Pac, which then will get more exposure to that company. Because it's not for the Dragon Gate 
triangle, open the freedom wall, gate, whatever you want to call it, championship, whatever wonky title that they have. The whole aspect is to get more eyes on your product. Win or lose, it's going to get that on your product. Pockets probably already gotten more subscriptions, you know, since he transitioned back over there last year. Um, or was it earlier this year? Anyways, my time frame, it's all crazy. But anywho, you know, I, I don't think it would have affected that product. I know they take wrestling a little more seriously, but so is All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, I don't... I. I think you're right. Like I, I don't think it hurts him, but I mean, if he, you know, if he, he works well, run that pro the next intro. We got to get the music done already. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, it's look. If he, he didn't, he didn't job to Zach Saber. He didn't job to Will Ostro when he did the run pro stuff. It is, it is what it is. And if you know, these guys, I just, I think why it it looks so bad is because it looks bad for all elite because how did they not have this approach before? Or look, we know you don't want to do any jobs as champion because you know, it's, it's a big deal to being the, the dream gate champion. We want you to put over Adam page. Is that going to be a problem if you work this show? And if he said, look, respectfully, yes, I, I don't want to take a pinfall loss until I drop the title. Okay well, then maybe we'll have you do something else. That's not, it's not hard to do that. Or, you know what, you're probably right. Let's just have Paige lose. And then when we we cross that bridge later, we can have Adam Page get his win back on you. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You just did, I, like, I don't see, I don't Great see story. why that was hard to do. So I think I hinge this more on, on all elite than Pac. Because it's not like it's something he just randomly has done before. True. I mean, and, and like you said, with the DQ finish and, and whatnot, I mean, I hope tomorrow's episode or, uh, you know, when they do air the Pac-Adam Page match from Nottingham, which I'm not going to lie, I always thought was the, it's like, uh, the greatest underrated Disney movie of all time, Robin Hood. Um, <laughs> I hope the title of that episode is Card Subject to Change. Yeah. It was real. WWE did that at this year's WrestleMania. Didn't they say, like, Taker, John Cena, you know, and, you know, whoever was going to show up? Or, you know, the last couple of, you know, the last couple of months, you know, it Who seems like, like, hey, this wrestler, the Rumble, thank you. It's like, hey, Phoenix, watch out for John Cena. And then, nope, doesn't even show up. So, I mean... It happens. I get it. Um, like I said, what would pop the crowd hotter, though? Granted, with his filming schedule of this cage fighting movie, I mean, allegedly, uh, Jack Hager um, sp- uh, allegedly possibly could have spoiled the debut. Um, but yeah, if my is like, hey, I'm looking for a fight. You don't have an opponent. Let's throw down. Tell me that wouldn't be more of a, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to tune into All Elite Wrestling come October on TNT. Mm. So if they're doing, so you think it's going to be Moxley? Who else could it be? So if you're having Moxley come in, is he jobbing to Adam Page? 
No, then Pac runs out over the barricade and takes them both out. And then massive booze, and everyone's like, whoa, All Elite Wrestling on TNT this fall. WCW, I mean, AEW. <laughs> and then the all-curtain call. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding, of course. But no, I, I think, I mean, it's it's a different situation. It's wrestling when it all boils down to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think any storyline to progress something that, hey, we're not getting something until, what, five months from now. I mean, you, you still got to build up storylines on that social media, you know, or, or anything like that, which, I mean, that's what's being the elite has been so great, um, you know, because they have done that, you know, with the minimal amount of time. So I, I think either way it's going to be, I mean, as long as it's not like Adam Page versus Disco Inferno or something like you know, like that. I think as long as it's a strong match that we know Adam Page can definitely have, um, I'm I'm fine with whatever. I suppose. I mean, if it's a Page running, or uh, sorry, a Pac running, um, or if he says, "Hey, uh, I don't know. I don't think they should have a, a a match at Double or Nothing now. If they just did it six days before or a week before." And, and that's that's that'll be my concern too. Is if they do Moxley and then Paige puts him over, then why didn't you just have Pac over to begin with? And none of this would have happened. <laughs> that's what scares me. Or you introduce another star and they take both those guys. Now I, again, it's such a situation where you're like, ah. Eh. But again, now, do it's they go- professional wrestling. It's a flair for the dramatics. Also, get well, nature boy. Do they go? I'm so glad that that was actually people like completely. I guess blew that out of proportion. I guess he like he's like it's no, I, offset. He's like I I just had a doctor's appointment to have a checkup before Vegas. There's like I planned this. <laughs> and I was like, oh cool, because I was like having a conniption when you posted that. I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but could they do something as crazy as? Say MJF wins this this battle royal, and they announce that at the end of the night they're going to announce ah. and they're going to crown the championship, and MJF will take on the man who doesn't have a title or doesn't have a match anymore, Adam Page, and they do like Adam Page against MJF for the title or something like that. Hundred percent behind that. Because the winner of the new whatever gimmick it's called now does get that future title shot. And what better time than a few hours after that rumble? Yeah. The other thing, too, is, um, you know, now that's a nice cliffhanger for the free pre-show. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to get a title match. Duh. Um, well, they yeah. they have to announce something, especially at the in- inaugural event, right? Yeah. And I thought one of the reasons why you had me watch the Dragon Gate main event from uh, Dead or Alive 2019 was I thought that Pac might have been on his way out. But unfortunately, it was Akira Tozawa's brother. <laughs> um, Which, so- maybe the four Dragon Gate uh, fans are listening to this show right now or on the podcast when it becomes available starting tomorrow um, on all formats, whether it's Stitcher and uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, uh, and all the other ones. Ryan has has the list here. Um, they'll get that joke. 
but we'll break it down <laughs> what that means right now. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this here before I break down the match. As crazy and odd as it is, and with all the things that happen, and I mean, it's literally like a like if you got ADD, this match is not for you probably because there's so much shit happening. <laughs> but um, I like I was super entertained by this match. What, when it, when you boil it all down and you watch the whole thing, yes, yes. What do you? What's your feelings like? When you look at it, like, what's your thoughts on um on the the Bond Steel Cage survival from the Dead or Alive show? It's at the end? I I it's a pretty damn concept for the fact that you know it's representing five factions, four flags on each corner of this cage here. Um, and essentially, the person who doesn't grab a flag, a person out of said faction has to be kicked out. And I'm like, wow, that's like some fantasy booking I would have done back in 1993 with my action figures, with my Raphael <laughs> taking on my Robin Williams from Hook, uh, you know, kind of figure there. But no, I, I think that's a really, really a damn cool idea. The one thing I had in my note, because at first, you know, the, the site that it was on, um, the Dragon Gate streaming site, of course, was a little hard to navigate. And, you know, and then, you know, I was trying to get through the match and couldn't figure out the fast forward or what have you. But at the end of my notes here, I said, I put, I would recommend to watch this match with a group of people, but right after showing them an Okada match. Because it's the sweet and the sour right there. And not saying this match was sour, but in the beginning, I was a little confused. Granted, I mm-hmm. love the pyro that they had for these entrances. I was like, oh, I missed that. They get the theatrics of it all. Um, and also, I was confused by uh, Japanese Enzo that started the show. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then you were like, dude, that's KZY. He tore the he tore the, the root, or I should say the gate down. Um you know, with the match with Pac earlier this year here. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to put, you know, two Enzo's uh, over within a year. I get it. Uh, Enzo Mori could, couldn't even tie Casey's shoes with a instruction man. <laughs> no, no. My God. Which I also have to do <laughs> yeah, natural vibes. vibes for me their their uh their group because we'll get into why uh and ryan talked about this last show the the faction that is natural vibes to me looks like essentially um like when snoop lion toured japan those were the bodyguards that were that worked the show just with their gimmick <laughs> that they wore i was like oh they're coming from a snoop lion concert i totally get it but um no, Naruki Doi, who I'm so used to working the crowd. I was like, dude, why is so serious? Like, you don't do the crowd work anymore. He's got, he looks like a cyborg, and no disrespect to uh, cyb- uh, uh, Cyborg Kong or Cyber Kong, I apologize. But no, he looks <laughs> gnarly as hell. Uh, got the Shun Skywalker, which again looked gnarly as hell, part of a dojo Makazuki. Um, and then uh, Yamato looked like your champ. I mean, that guy looked like legitimate. And and what championship was this for? The Open the Triangle Gate, correct? Um, well, this meant the, the 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 there was no titles on the line in the cage. So what champ was he? Because he, he had a belt. 
he's um, tag champ. Uh, open the I can't what they call the tag titles, um, but he's got a tag title with some uh, somebody to try Vanguard. Okay. Um, and I knew it wasn't for the title because it was again to purposely get rid of a, a person from a faction. But um, and then they showed Big R Shimizu. Um, which again, I put a, in my notes, uh, kind of characteristics for me, how to follow these wrestlers in this, uh, match. Cause I thought it would have been convoluted, which at times it could have been, I was like, how are they going to film this match? Which I any crazy stuff. That's his, uh, tag champ partner. Yeah. Kai, the, the guy who, um, Oh, Kai. Uh, yeah. The, the, the gentleman who wrestled Miyahara at the, the show we saw. In yep. Tight. That, they look like they should be tag champs. Um, but, and essentially what's crazy is every part of these factions surround the cage here. And when someone's trying to climb up, the the oppositions will try to climb up and distract or maim or try to boxing glove on a stick them off of the cage, which again, I was like, okay, this is DDT light. I get that. And, and there wasn't wrestling per se match and at first I was like oh I get it I'm entertained because again everyone is just trying to serve the better of their of their faction of their group do they say faction in, in Japan or uh, they do say faction they, a lot of it though is, is you mostly hear units mm. alrighty thank you so, so their units so they have the support of their units because again no one wants to get kicked out because I'm pretty sure these are, these are pretty um, decisive units here in, within this company. Once I saw the use of Silly String Ryan, I was all in, no pun intended, to the uh, event there last year. Um, but no, uh, some wackiness involved. Again, not the craziness of wrestling. Um, I was confused why uh, the Brandon Lee Crow lookalike, a.k.a. Danzig, came out until I realized who it was. Because I was like, wait, I saw that guy like nine years ago in Chicago um, and realizing it was B.B. Hawk uh, yeah, coming down cool. and missing uh, a lot of mist in this match, which again, it's, it's kind of, you know, kind of the point there, but I love to capture the fly aspect a lot better than, you know, Buff with mom or whatever Russo was trying to do in that but uh, this was a fun match, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, Ryan's going to get to the craziest aspect of it all um, here in a bit. But once you kind of break down your, your American wrestling, uh, you know, kind of uh, niches that you're accustomed to, it takes about, it took me about five minutes into it until I just relaxed and enjoyed what the hell I was watching. Because, damn, these guys put it in work. And where I was going before to Ryan was I loved the camera work. They did it right. If they even yeah. did uh, that Pajambi prison match uh, or even uh, the last elimination <laughs> chamber, uh, how people were complaining. <laughs> how people were complaining about it. If they filmed it aerial wise, like Dragon Gate did. It would have been a lot more enjoyable, and I think that helped this aspect because you could see what the hell uh, was going on, all the lunacy, all the wackiness. But I, I do recommend this match um, as well as the Pac and Dragon Elder, sorry, yeah. Dragon Kid match, um, and it makes me intrigued by the rest of Dead or Alive. But definitely, 
this is a match I think for the casual fan could get into it. Yes, a lack of wrestling per se, but once you can, and, and a great promo package before it. Yes, it's in Japanese, but again, you get the gist of what uh, this match is setting the table for. Yeah, um, Yamato, actually a nine-time Open the Twin Gate champion. Uh, Really? So, uh, Yamato and Kai beat uh, Big Ben April 28th at the Gate of Passion. So, so they've only been champions for like two, three weeks. So, the thing going into this, too, which really intrigued me, was you had you had Maximum with uh, Dragon Kid and Naruki Doi not getting along whatsoever, which to go off of your intensity with, with Dragon or Naruki Doi, I thought for sure I'm going, man, he wants to pull this flag and he's going to fuck, he, he's going to kick Dragon Kid out of the stable right away. Like, <laughs> he was so, so excited to do that. Um, you know, the Dragon Kid loses right before this match mm-hmm. too. So he doesn't, he doesn't win his match. They're, they're back and, you know, they've been bickering with each other. You had Shin Skywalker who broke out um, more than he's ever done. Uh, doing a great job for Dojo Mochizuki. That like skin the cat on that pole to get back. Yeah, up there that was, was awesome. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Shin Skywalker just killed it. Yamato still looks great. He's come a long way. Doing a good job with Tron Vagard. It, it intrigued me too because Ben K is kind, of, you know, big, big, big Arshimitsu. Ben K are kind of two of the main guys in, in uh, Red with Pac. So as we saw at the end, you know, with them kind of bullying, you know, and and talking with everybody, and then w- w- natural vibes too. I mean, they come out, they have a good time with uh, Susumu and, and Genki <laughs> and all those guys. So. And and as and, and crazy as he said it was, I mean, when KZ got his flag, um, mm-hmm. he was getting chased up this thing, and one of his guys hands him a natural vibe <laughs> Jamaican-colored bazooka, yep. which he shoots like a bazooka gun in dude's face to knock him off the back end of the ring so he could pull his flag. Um, you had the guys from Maximum with, like, Fans climbing up the cage and standing on it, beating on Shin Skywalker, trying to yeah. see the turns on high cross bodies, everybody, because he knows he's got get, not getting that flag. Um, because I like towards the end too when um, when they uh, God who who was it? It was Doi and and Big R when they essentially moved um, Naruki Doi's flag and yeah. uh, a part of red and brought it to the middle. Like, I thought, I was like, oh, that's a great way to prolong this match. Because it was, you know. Kong, I think it was, that did it when he climbed up uh, uh, Takashi Yoshida. Yep. I, yeah, I, th- I know he was part of the uh, the last aspect. But I think it was uh, someone a little different who kind of moved it the first time. But, uh, but yeah, that was uh, pretty awesome. And then Cyber Kong missing Naruki Doi to make that face green. And Doi. I love I love this aspect too for for a finish on getting that that last oh, flag. Beautiful. Is he gets misted and says nope, don't care, and just grabs it anyway, goes right through yeah. it. Like yeah. that, you don't see that every time you see missed, you go oh no, and he's like nah, man, I'm I've worked too hard. You're not stopping me from getting this thing, man. He pulled it out. 
Um, the, the board getting slid across was really sweet. Big Arshimizu almost breaking it when he's standing on it for his dive. <laughs> uh, I mean, this match had everything that you could ask for in, in all aspects of wrestling. It was, it was like a variety show. There was, there was comedy, yes. it was great wrestling. There was storytelling. And what I thought was awesome, too, is you had these factions, these, these units, like, literally doing everything in their power to try to stop these other guys from grabbing said flags. I mean, you texted me about this, but there was, there was sticks with boxing gloves on the end that natural vibes, I believe, were using. Because, <laughs> and they're just beating people trying to stop from being able to climb, hitting their hands. Yes. As crazy as that is, if you think about it, though, all right, these guys are going to be putting their hands through the fence to climb. Let's get long sticks and beat their fingers so they can't climb. Like, it's clever as hell. And it's yeah. a gangster Gucci type thing, which is why I love it. You know, of all people going to come up with something random like that, it's Genki, which obviously we got the bazooka. I mean, it's just, it's, it was <laughs> I mean, hell, Big R got a, a bag of cocaine, like just dumped all over white substance of some sort. I was like, wow, that's a lot of cocaine. Um, but no, just all over his head. Um, and also shout out to Naruki Doi hitting, what, four F5 drivers to kind of set that up so he can kind of, you know, before he gets admitted. I thought that spot was damn cool. A, it was wrestling, and B, that was a big dude to kind of lift that up back to back to back to back. What I love, I love how smart it is too, because you don't see, uh, you know, logically, like if I'm a professional wrestler and I know my finishing move is going to, you know, if I'm winning with this move. Why don't I obviously do it more? Why don't I, you know, why don't I, I take these guys out and and make sure uh, that they can't get back up? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's what I I thought was was great about it. You know, so he's he's hitting he's hitting the the muscle bomb, mm-hmm. uh, muscular bomb on him, and he had a few of those uh, Bakatari sliding kicks too. Every time, every time, by the way, somebody was there. He was sliding kicking, just knocking people's heads off, which was hilarious, <laughs> like all over the place. But he hits those muscular bombs, and he does it to, to Shimizu, as you mentioned, just like, all right, you're done. Now I can go get that flag, no problem. Like, he put the stamp on him, and then he gets missed it. And it's like, I don't care. I just did all that. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that was great, too. Uh, big R Shimizu, kudos to him. I've been I've been a fan of this dude for a couple of years now as he started developing okay. into, into the, the wrestler that he's become. Cause he's, he's relatively new. Um, him and big Be- uh, Ben K, I think just started doing their tag thing a few years ago. Not but, anymore. <laughs> but big R man, MVP of this for me. Cause that dude looked like oh. he went through as much of a war as Arya Stark did at the end of season or the last episode of Thrones. Like he had <laughs> dirt and powder and, Missed and did. No, he was like the hound. Why won't you die? (laughs) It's just like, he's like, I'm still standing, man. Here I come. It's just like, all right, dude. (laughs) Um, But we get so, so KZ says, obviously, nobody's breaking up. We're, we're good, man. We're going to keep building on this. So we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to make some more damage in the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused by that. So they each had the option still to possibly let go a member of the unit? 
So, so what it was was if you didn't get a flag, you had to kick somebody out of your unit. Okay. But if you grabbed a flag, they flipped it and gave you an option to remove somebody. Oh, interesting. So looks like uh, the NWO could have used that uh, 22 years ago. <laughs> See ya, Stevie Ray. No, oh, he was like the leader of the B team. Remember the chair music? So bad. But so then we get Shin Skywalker in the ring. I would be disappointed, especially with her, you know. Well, I'm disappointed in her too. So. Oh no! Liger beats. Shin Skywalker is next in with Dojo Mochizuki. Um. He he's talking about that when he became the representative, he knew he had to do this, um, and he's he's using his rights, and he's he's kicking himself out because, you know, now he'll never be able to rejoin. He can't decide to go back if it doesn't work. He has to make his own mark on wrestling. You know, he's he's being being labeled as one of the future guys, and he's he's going to prove himself that he can do it. And then he said. Uh, first night of King of Gate 2019, which they do is they're running their own G1 right now, ironically, too, because all these happen at the same freaking time. Theirs is cool, though, because it's it's four blocks with, with I think, guys in. So it's like it's 24 people, I think, in their whole tournament, but there's an A, B, C, and D block. So it's like a shorter five matches for each of these guys. And then mm-hmm. they go off into like a final four, which is sweet. Um, Ooh, that's that is actually really nice. So they run that way through, and then the first night of that, he is in the same block as Mochizuki, and Skywalker says, "I'm, you know, I'm going to be facing my my master," and he told him to be ready to bring it and thanked him for everything he did, and Mochizuki just slaps the shit out of him and pushes him. And just gathers the rest of the guys and says, let's get the hell out of here. And Skywalker's oh, disappointed, but, you know, Skywalker, he went for it. He's betting on himself, and it was a good way to add some build to the match with Masaki Mochizuki. Um, Vanguard, Yamato says they're also safe. Um, they must stay together until Hulk is able to return. Said Flamita will be back next month as well. There wasn't anything expected with that. Then we get Maximum. Wait, did BB Hulk show up, or is that like a different He's been injured, though. Oh, okay. So that was he, was, he was able to climb up that cage. <laughs> he, um, that's why I think Kai stepped in as uh, Yamato's partner, because it was Yamato and Hulk were champs for a while. Uh, so there, there was nobody that really thought they were going to disband it all, too. There, there ah. was more of the the nerve that if they didn't get a flag, they're going to have to kick someone out. Uh, then we get maximum and everybody's kind of wondering what's going to happen here. Uh, Doy says we're not kicking one out. Um, he's still annoyed that all, all the trash talk dragon kids had to his face earlier in the year. Um, but he was realizing that he's just trying to motivate everyone. He gave a heck of a fight against Pac today. Um, after that, he didn't even know if he could come out to ringside, but he eventually came out when I needed you the yeah. most. Um, and then he praised uh, uh, Ishida for his nonstop effort. Um, 
but don't get too carried away. You're going to get kicked out. Everyone starts laughing. They joke, whatever. They say maximum are five members, and they're the best. Masato Yoshino stood there so awkward the entire time. I couldn't stop <laughs> Were they ribbing him? Did they tell him he was going to go beforehand? Yeah, I was like, what is, what is Yoshino just standing around? doing? His hands are in his pockets like, okay, I'm just ready to go, guys. <laughs> um, then we see the losers of the match because Shimizu, um, he has to to get rid of somebody, he says he's tired, wants to sit down, he asks Ben K to bring him a chair. Um, he looks over at Asa, calls, uh, he calls eight and a half of R.E.D. as they're not at ringside for the match, calling all these guys out, said it's all your guys' fault. Um, he's, he's bleeding, because his, his nose got busted, he's got mist, he's got the powder. He says, I gotta get somebody, time has come. He asks uh, Takashi and Ben K for advice, and they're kind of all talking around, Takashi Yoshida, uh, Cyberkong, as we called him to the All Japan yep. Tournament. He says, do I kick out you, Aita? What about Yasushi Kanda? Do I get out Cosmo Sakamoto? He even goes, what about you, Pac? Should I kick you out? Everyone kind of gives the, oh, Ooh. which you kind of did, too, when you were like, oh, this Hello. is what I'm watching. But instead, <laughs> he turns and he lays out his partner and friend, Ben K. The crowd's, like, just shocked as hell. He uh he they they pound on Ben K they beat him up and they leave him for dead. Pick he gets back up he picks up the microphone, um drops it and starts to leave and everyone's just confused at this point. Runs back into screw it says Red and Shimizu to pay for what they did. He then says I'm not gonna ask you fans to cheer for me, uh to just start doing it but just watch what I will do from here. Um listen to my heart and my spirit. My name is Ben K. And the crowd pops, and just like that, they have made a guy that can initially run through the faction and eventually get to Pac, and I think this is your next Dreamgate champion. Um, and then you can go on to Shimizu and Ben K, whether it's at the end of the year or next year, going into the final gate. So I, I thought it was the best move they could have made. I, I'm bummed they're splitting up Big Ben, but I tell you what, I cannot wait to see what Ben K is going to do on his own. And a Ben K Pac match is going to be great. And they literally planted the seed right there and they made a new baby face. So kudos for him. I wonder if he's going to get in, go into like tried Vanguard or maximum. Cause I don't see him going to natural vibes. I wonder if he's just going to solo and make it his, his goal to just run through, uh, cyber Kong and Cosmos Nakamoto and all these guys. And yes, you and stuff like that. So, I thought the dramatics with the, the promos after were great. I had to read it. I kind of knew what they were saying, like, with, with their actions, but I, I had to get an actual transcript of it. But um, kudos mm-hmm. kudos for that. Uh, it was awesome. This was great. This is great. Yeah, and, uh, definitely, a, like I said, a match that, you know, just let your, you know, your, your connotations of pro wrestling set aside and, and just enjoy uh, the the Looney Tunes uh, aspect that you're watching because you know and all in all it is fun you know and and yes there there was wrestling moves but again I, I credit to how they shot the match as well um, which I, I thought was a, a a great proponent on actually enjoying it <laughs> uh, really good too uh, UT continues to start to breathe life since uh, he he was a Triangle Gate champion with Ada and T Hawk. Um, a few years ago, but now he's kind of coming to his own. He challenged uh, Susumu Yokosuka for the Brave Gate Championship 
easily four, four and a quarter star match too. I wasn't going to try to pile on a bunch of much way to watch, but if you have time, go back and watch it. But the last thing I wanted to say real quick on this, and then I'll let you, let you uh, finish up our dragon gate here with any, any final thoughts. Um, this is another company who, unlike the WWE makes stars, they've made KZ with the Pac match. They have, made Big Arshimizu and Ben K into stars. Shouldn't Skywalker beat Mochizuki night one of the of the uh, King of Gate in a tremendous match of student versus teacher. They've made stars. Last year after the Dead or Alive show, the, the company was 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 fading and literally days later was when we heard when we saw uh Takahiro Yamamura, L Lindeman T Hawk and obviously Shima jump ship and start OWE. So, mm-hmm. you look a year ago, they lost T-Hawk, Lindemann, Shima, Yamamura, and, and things were going the wrong way. And you look at where they are now after this show, and this this show sold me on going, well, I've probably got to get another streaming device, a streaming service, because now I want to watch Dragon Gate. I'm, I'm invested in this now that I've gotten back into this, just like I've gotten invested in Big Japan and All Japan and it's just another company now that I have to watch because they, they've turned it around in one year, losing top guys. And it just shows once again, that if you do things correctly, you're going to, you're going to prosper. And just like with new Japan, losing all the elite dragon gate did the same thing. And they've rebounded from losing guys. It's, it's, it's not a coincidence that bad bookings here stay side with, a company that, unfortunately, I'm going to have to watch tonight, I think. <laughs> but, Whoa, no, no. We're, we're saving that for next weekend. A live watch-along via the green I will, screen. I will do my best to try to not watch it. I, I will I will make no promises because I'm intrigued, but I will try. But, uh, <laughs> so just just thoughts. I mean, so, you know, close us out on, on Dragon Gate here after going through that. But that was my... My big thing I wanted to uh, I wanted to just bring up that they completely did a 180 and, and made it work. Yeah, I mean it's just the power of the booking. It's just you know as long as you can uh, or, or that you have the talent and and set things the right way. Unlike some companies, like you said, you know it's it's just how and also how, how you can make the fans gravitate to your product. Yes, you know, you're suffering big talent losses, but as long as you have, you know, and and can build and, you know, tell a story, you know, with your wrestlers, that's just the important thing. And that's what people like, logical stories, logical, you know, characters that, you know, say, okay, I want to follow this person or I want to boo this person. I like it. I like it. Oh, it was. What the hell is this? Sorry, now my work's texting me. Good Lord, I can't avoid these people. That <laughs> <laughs> completely just threw everything up. Say, say that one more time to me. I, I greatly apologize. I didn't mean to get sidetracked. Oh, no, I'm just saying that just a testament that, you know, kind of watching all these units and, you know, apparently with the other matches as well. I think they'll be fine kind of as a company. I'll be intrigued to check out the tournament that's coming up as well. And, you know, if it keeps me intrigued, you know, it's something that maybe we can pop on the docket. Hey, 
I like hearing it. This is, see, people, this is why you're getting two, three shows a week a lot now is because there's so much good wrestling. And just by stopping watching Raw and SmackDown, we've been able to watch. You, you know, you, you realize by giving up those five hours a week, we've actually probably invested more than five hours into wrestling and doing radio. Like, it's almost like it's a mood change. Because you're not like, Agreed. oh, Because we're angry. And going, oh, man. <laughs> it's a better us. It's not raiding all of our time. War. <laughs> it's it's definitely an experience that, uh, you know, in Minnesota, you only get as a Viking, right? Boo. <laughs> oh hail Ivar! God. Oh man. Uh, did did you um? Did, did, I'm gonna make this quick because I don't want to. I don't want to get into it because I gotta. I want to get into Super Juniors. Uh, for those of you who don't know, tonight is the Game of Thrones finale, so it's a tight ship in house in House Cook, uh, getting ready for the finale. House Cook. Yeah, that's what I'm calling this ship, baby. I'm going to put a flag outside. It's just going to be a pair of... You're going to say it's the house of Paul. It's going to be house cook of... Uh, of and then I'm going to put two dangling ball sacks with a bra on them <laughs> on my front door as my, my flag crest. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I love it. I saw this thing on Instagram, and I, I haven't... I should have took a picture of it, but it was like this seven-page list of things that Vincent Mann is literally blowing and it's all his fault like somebody said like an unnamed source like went on and interviewed with somebody but like like 60 minutes where they were behind like a black screen or whatever and literally was saying that they have the most brilliant writers they've ever had and Bruce Pritchard is one of the nicest people to work with and how Andrade Cien almost asked Vince for a push and he told him to learn English and Mm -hmm. like um, how we, we kind of talked about the Dana Brooke part of it, you know, last week. And, you know, it basically was what, what you had mentioned last week about it. But there was like 15 other things on there. Like, I guess he Ooh. showed up with some wild, that wild card thing they're doing. Um, I guess it's wild sounds, card. Yeah. It's, it's, apparently, it's, they, they, they have four guys that are able to do both shows and they're wild card and they can do whatever they want. Or, I didn't read, I don't know what the stipulation is but doesn't that defeat the purpose of a uh, uh, split draft don't don't make logic out of this alex just just please don't try to make logic out of any of this um breaking news because from impact wrestling what happened release from spoiled demtris I don't know, you kind of broke up when you said it. That's why I was like, Oh, oh Scarlett sure. Bordeaux, the, oh, the, yeah. the lady wrestler. Lo- the Scott Steiner favorite. <laughs> but, like, it just, it's it's mind-blowing that more and more and more and more keep coming out of this. And it's, I, I guess he said something about, uh, I don't care. Like, they said he, he doesn't know what's going on in NXT and maybe watches a fourth of the actual takeovers. Otherwise, doesn't know anything going on in that company. Hence why he just was putting people together when they brought him up. Because he doesn't even know the angles going on. Oh, God. (laughs) 
But yeah, so this wild card thing, if if it's what I think it is where they travel between both brands, apparently he didn't even, like, he came up with this in the middle of the show. Well, what do you do with your Monday blue house shows then? If you're, if you could transfer, I mean, if you're not going to get, you know, Xavier Woods and, you know, so-and-so because they're on Raw, what are you going to do with all the pancakes on your house show? I don't know. Well, you save the fans a lot of annoyance, I think, for one, because I couldn't give a crap about pancakes. But, like, can you imagine if, if this dude walked in and, like, an hour into Raw or SmackDown or wherever it was, was like, hey, I have a new idea. You guys go in the ring and we're going to do a promo and just announces this thing? Oh, my like, gosh. No wonder these people are quitting, these writers and wrestlers. So I'm going to try to dig deeper into it. Um, after after this pay per view gets watched, so no spoilers are given for anybody. But yeah, so hour number two, ladies and gentlemen, Monday Nitro. <laughs> it's funny because everyone was like, "Is AW going to turn into WCW?" And I'm like, "Oh, I think it's the other way around." Granted, they're not going to get bought out or go out of business. I I also read that you know there's a stipulation where they cannot. Be uh, there are um, Fox prohibited from moving SmackDown from Fox to FS1. So I mean, they're essentially untouchable for the next at least four years. <laughs> Vince is like, put the cause in there, so I don't have to give a damn. You want Lesnar? <laughs> I don't care. Oh man, him and Rollins <laughs> in uh, Saudi Arabia. So we already know what's going to happen. Whoever Rollins' opponent is is uh, at Money in the Bank. Oh, cool. Well, good. It, I guess it doesn't matter then what happens tonight. Where do, is the, do, 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 do. I, I wish we could. We had the Gene Oakland <laughs> from the board falling yeah. out of it. <laughs> um, night one of the Super Juniors, Alex. Let's get into it. Uh, this was an A Block show. Oh, yeah. Some, some real fun matches on it. Uh, Tiger Mask defeats Taka Michinoku. Uh, I I was into it. I enjoyed it. There was there was a little problem, like you did mention, that, I'm, that I know you'll get into. But uh, mm-hmm. Tiger Mask, like I said, he's kind of like the Togi Makabe of the Super Junior Tournament. He doesn't do anything <laughs> all year, but the tournament starts, and you're like, yeah, I can get behind watching this guy. I, I did it again on night three too, but uh, thoughts on Tiger Mask and Taka? Um, I I loved how Taka was, uh, you know, just focusing on the legs of of Tiger Mask here. Um, you know, of course, utilizing some ZSJ submission moves as well. Uh, I I thought this was a a good match. I thought Taka Taka looked awesome. I loved how they brought back theme music. Um, and my thing. Um, was I'm kind of bummed that Tiger Mask went over since literally Taka was beating that ass for, uh, I would say, 90% of the match. But, hey, it's wrestling booking. I get it. But uh, I kind of wanted to see Taka kind of get that. I see Tiger Mask's injury, you know, where, where they kind of botched that running knee to the side of Taka's face there. Um, but it was nice to see the uh, the Tiger suplex for the win. Um, and, you know, just kind of like last year, Tiger uh, getting that, that night one win. Um, but as we would see, 
what's what's important is the story and you know kind of the continuity um and tiger mask definitely has that uh going into night three yeah and i i love how like tiger mask was there and he you know he had a good match he's kind of going through the motions and you know he's revving up into his where where he's gonna go because you know he's like i said you know he said he always has a fun tournament and uh I think, you know, he did he did more than normal, but uh, <laughs> Yoshinobu Kanabura, he got he got that fire out of Tiger Mask in about four seconds. Oh, seven. yeah. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard at old man Tiger Mask. Just, he, he looked like the get-off-my-lawn guy for a minute there with the way he started. He was taunting him. He was taunting him with the mask, man. He was like, hey, I'm going to yank this bitch off of you one more time. And, and you know... <laughs> Tiger Mask, I mean, it was the opposite. Usually, Kanamaru will attack, you know, free bell ring. But no, like you said, Tiger Mask went full Clint Eastwood, uh, Grand, uh, uh, whatever that movie is. Grand Carino. Um, I was going to say Grand Carino. I was like, that's not Steve Carino. He was never <laughs> Grand. Um, there you go. <laughs> but no, yeah, he just, uh, like you said, get off my lawn and just started murdering uh, the heel master, if you will. But, but uh, I love. Which I kind of like that match a little better. Yeah, I did too. Uh, more I entertaining because obviously it was more of a match um, and fiery comparable to the uh, to the Taka. <laughs> he, he Tiger Mask hasn't even taken his jacket off. Katamaro has a Tiger Mask mask in his hand, and oh, he yeah. just whips it at um, him like he's playing dodgeball. Like he just chucked the thing at his head hit and Tigermask's like, You son of a bitch and he just <laughs> <laughs> And I mean kind of all kinda of covered up for a minute too, which was hilarious. Like, whoa, I pissed him off. And he takes him <laughs> out of the ring even. He's ah! I was I was laughing so hard when he did that. <laughs> but Oh man. Um we then see Titan defeat Yoshinobu Kanamaro. Um, Titan with that cool little roll through technical submission, and then uh, Titanics, I believe it's called. And when Kanemaru doesn't give up, what's that? And then he transitions it into the uh, the the slide in. Yeah, yeah. Then he then he just rolls him back into a pin and gets the victory. So it was nice. It was it was good. Uh, Kanemaru played his role perfectly. Uh, Titan. Better showing than I, I, I just never am, have been a big Teton fan, but Hanamaru did work, got a lot out of him. Um, fun way to fun way to get into the second match. Thoughts on the the match, Alex? I will say Teton um, is super duper fast. He's like a a, uh, a mighty mouse, if you will. If Neville didn't fit that bill. Uh, like Vince McMahon wanted them to. Keaton could be uh, Vince's guide there. But, uh, no, I thought this was a, a fun match. You know, of course, we get the uh, preliminary of Kanemaru attacking a pre-bell here. So, at least we had that. Um, it looks like Kanemaru is in a block full of masked wrestlers. So, of course, his ambition is to rip the mask off of these wrestlers here, which is always a, a nice thing. Um, you know, it, it was good to see the uh, the deep impact here. Um, you know, the announcing team, uh, sorry, my Mark English announcing I was listening to here, uh, we're kind of showcasing jet lag, you know, was kind of the reason why Teton was, uh, you know, didn't get a lot of offense, uh, you know, kind of early on there. But like you said, you know, he had that nice, uh, 
submission hold, which I couldn't tell you what it was. It was like a ground octopus, you know, kind of in a way there, or kind of like a pseudo <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. move, uh, which looked uh, painful. The leg was around Kanamaru's neck and just stretched him out. Um, but again, you know, like you said, just kind of get that into a uh, baseball slide pin. Um, and, you know, my note was second match in a row. Why is the guy who does most of the work lose? I get it one time, but back to back, I don't know if it's a, a Suzuki Goon thing just to keep the heelish ways going. Um, but, you know, Kanamaru made Titan look good. I think it's, I think too, it's just a plague of they wanted the baby faces to win, and heels usually work most of the matches. So you get what you get with it. And I think a lot of people expected Kanemaru to win, too. So I think it was a little bit of an upset shock is why they did it, too. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, you, you keep the CMLL guys getting a couple points, too, which is always nice. Because I'm sure everybody knows that Taka and Tiger Mask will probably finish near the bottom of the tournament. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Uh, then we got a Ring of Honor special attraction match. Yeah, Marty Skrull defeats Jonathan Gresham. Uh, I believe that's the first time I've ever seen him do that. He calls it the Black Plague. Uh, yes. But Gresham, man, Gresham is just so smooth. Uh, Skrull kept up with him for the most part. Uh, but Gresh, Gresham just, you know, he hit all of his his good spots. Uh, Skrull hit all the classic Skrull spots. Yep. This was this was a, a a perfectly good safe match that won the crowd over, and they didn't do a lot that that really could take away from the big two that we were going to have that night. And I think that's a nice veteran move by the two of these guys that you gave the crowd something so good, mm-hmm. but you didn't. You're not going to do enough to take away from the main event, but you're going to remember the match in a way. So kudos for them to that. But I, Marty Stroh gets two points on this one. Thoughts, Alex? Uh, I thought they they had a beautiful counters and reverses for each other, um, which that could take a lot out of you. But but Jonathan Gresham definitely impressed that crowd. Of course, Marty already having the backing from over the uh, the past couple of years that he's uh, you know toured with New Japan there, um, you know with the Bullet Club, but now with the Villain Enterprises. Um, I, I thought this was just a, a a very good technical match. Um, that they were trying to, you know, kind of give on each other, trying to showcase submission moves. Uh, I didn't know Jonathan Gresham does a knockout uh, punch there, uh, but that looked really brutal. That squirrel had to eat there, but uh, of course <laughs> there was a receipt later on there when he was snapping those fingers. Uh, but I thought this was a very good story. Um, kind of surprised, but not as well. But uh, it was good to see Squirrel get the win uh, since I haven't seen too much of him come 2019. Uh, but not the main event. Uh, semi-main event. Semi-main event. No, the main event. <laughs> um, no semi. We, we, uh, we saw 2019 now. It should be the year of, of new, new blood in this company. And Sho took on Shingo Takage. Shingo gets the victory. But in a losing effort, and one of the great things that New Japan is so good at doing, they took Sho Tanaka. This guy got made. Uh, mm-hmm. Shingo Takagi deserves a hell of a lot of credit, too, for what he did. Um, these guys gave everything you could have asked for, you know, and it, their next one is probably going to be even better. But what a great way to finally get this this match we've been clamoring for so long. 
I thought it was night one, so we didn't get it in the midst of the lulls. When we hit like night 14 and stuff, when everyone's kind of like, all right, I'm getting tired of this. Hell of a good match. Um, gets a couple of pumping bombers off at the end. Hits the last of the dragon. Gets this match. This is your coming out party for show. Uh, and, you know, guys that really get elevated or that, that become stars and losing effort and the crowd gets behind are guys that are going to stick around for a while. And I think that's what we saw with, with show and, you know, maybe even his partner when we talk about that show in a couple of minutes here. But, uh, Alex, I know you love this match too. Thoughts on show Tanaka, Shingo Takagi. Seven stars. Um, no, this, <laughs> this was my, my favorite junior match of the year so far. Um, I loved Lee Ishimori. Um, just a few weeks back here, and and they had a fantastic match, which was, I guess, the last match to go on on night one. Uh, but as I stated before, I hope uh, Shotanaka goes into the back, um, looks at uh, Dragon Lee, and says, "Follow that shit, uh, a la Batista WrestleMania 23," because that was definitely a hard match to follow. Uh, I love Show's new look. Um, you know, kind of with the all black hair there, uh, you know, different trunks as well. Um, and man, it just started off aggressively, just like how you wanted middle of the match aggressively, even though there's hella suplexes, German or front, um, you know, (laughs) standing clotheslines, running lariats, whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, the, the, uh, the three double standing lariats, um, after they uh, did a uh, switch German suplex fest where one would hit one, then the other one would say, oh, God, we're going to do that again. Uh, they <laughs> beat the living hell out of, out of each other. And like you said, if this was done night 14, uh, who knows if we would have gotten such a uh, aggressive, um, you know, bounce between these guys. And I get it. Dragon Lee's your champion. But for me, I think this tournament uh, started off. And, and like you said, you know, is the show kickoff party. I'm just waiting for the barbershop window, but kind of going into night two, though, I don't know if I want it now um, because everybody looks so damn strong, but uh, but Shingo definitely, as you know, I've been saying over the last year, you've mentioned it as well, uh, this is definitely going to be the face uh, of New Japan come two or three years. Yeah, I, I've been, I'm clamoring that they let Shingo run the table. I think that would be tremendous. I think that'd be a smart move to do. Yes. Oh, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned Dragon Lee and Taiji Shimori. Really fun match. Really liked it. Um, a lot of people said it wasn't as good as their Dantaku match. I still, I, I still haven't seen Dantaku, but I, I thought that Taiji Shimori when he hit the uh, when he hit his finish was the cleanest one he's hit of that because. Usually, like it always looks like a like a elevated front lung blower, mm-hmm. um, but this time, what a bloody cross! I think is what he calls it. I mean, you could see him cross that leg and and go right across the throat, which made it look so much more brutal than it usually does. So I, I thought that was good. I I thought Ishimori looked very good too in this match. They made him look strong, and I think. I think it's going to lead to Ishimori and Shingo in the finals. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, May 31st, I mean, we get Ishimori and and Shingo, which that is a match I have marked down because that is going to rock. Dragon Lee Mm -hmm. dumping uh, 
dumping uh, Taji Ishimori on his head, uh, I believe a few times, but there was once uh, where his neck just did not look good when he was trying to uh, do the uh, Death Valley driver on the turnbuckle. Looked very painful. I don't know if that had something to do with night three with Ishimori's performance. We'll get into that here in a bit. Uh, but, though no, these guys definitely put in some work. I agree that the Antaku match, uh, which I put, you know, in my top, you know, seven of the year, uh, this this definitely uh, was not up to par. Good match, but again, how are you going to follow up Shawn Michaels' Undertaker from 25 by then going into Randy Orton and Triple H? It's unfortunately a lose-lose situation when the crowd was so hot after that 28 minutes, you know, uh, you know, barn burner there um, that Show and Shingo uh, put on there. But uh, you know, overall, you know, and I don't know if it was too soon. To have the rematch, you know, granted it wasn't for the uh, junior title, uh, but still, you know, to kind of see these guys right away uh, just seemed a little, uh, you know, head scratching. But fine match, but again, the storyline, show and Shingo. I, I think part of the reason you do that match right away is it's it's a good ticket seller to put that as your main event on the marquee. And it's but his hometown. Now, it's Kaji Ishimori's hometown as well. And and you also now establish that Ishimori is going to be a player in this tournament because he just beat the champ. So I think instantly that puts him as the front runner to win that A block, albeit Shingo's on a steamroll mission right now. But so which Shingo is that, yet to be pinned or submit yep. uh, since yep. he's uh, come to New Japan. So, so that's, that's, that's what I think. I, I, yeah, yeah. So you you've got two front runners now in one block established night one. So I think that was a crucial move. Um. Night two, night two was Doki. Fun. Yeah, I don't know. What's your thoughts on Doki? Um, is he oh, it's Doki? not Doki? <laughs> Doki, Doki. I mean, he kind of is Doki. Um, Ooh. I, I was a little frustrated with him, Rey Mysterioing the hell out of his mouth mask. Uh, and, you know, he was extremely Taichi-ish. Well, yeah, and, um, that makes sense, though. I mean, granted, who his mentor is, Taichi. Yeah, well, that already sucks because I don't, I'm not a Taichi guy. So um, he's got two strikes against him. And I'm not going to lie, I think Red Narita was better than he was. So, <laughs> I mean, he yeah, I mean, by any means, but he just, his offense was boring. I thought his finisher was cool, that wheelbarrow uh, dragon suplex thing. So that was mm-hmm. great. Uh, but I don't know. I just I mean, that DD that springboard DDT he did to Narita. I thought he almost I thought he was gonna kill him. I was like, dude, that was awful. Yeah, so, his intent is to kill as he threw Narita into the crowd. No barricade, as we heard um, on the PA system there, telling the audience get the hell out of the way uh, as he throws him into uh, a, a stockpile of chairs there that uh, that asses were in those seats just uh, seconds prior to that. <laughs> I even put them like, I was like, no barricades. What is this, progress? Which you'll hear in a few days here. But uh, no. Um, they don't believe in that shit in Sendai. What I liked about this match uh, was Ren Narita's fire. I liked how, you know, he, he was just aggressive enough um, even getting thrown into chairs, uh, taking, uh, you know, a uh, springboard here and there. Um, I liked his version of the triangle armbar, though. Uh, not Dukai. Uh, Dukai, is that how you say it? Doki. 
Doki. There we go. I'm just going to think of Doki the Clown now. Um, but I like that version. I loved how Naruto tre- kept trying to get out of those arm bars. And I loved how he didn't do the Boston Crab. He was getting that, you know, Scorpion Deathlock kind of locked down there. Um, you know, albeit only for a few seconds there. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, we didn't expect Narita, unfortunately, to win. But I thought he showed great promise uh, into this match here and took a hell of a chair shot to start that, uh, you know, kind of on the hand. Um, Robbie Eagles defeated Rocky Romero. Fitz was awesome. I had a lot of fun watching this. Rocky oh, Romero yeah. is is still really good. I I've been saying, you know, I think I texted you and said he's been one of the most underrated wrestlers in the last umpteen years, and and he just he, I don't think it's a bad like I don't think it's I don't think it's anyone's mm-hmm. fault. I think it's just Rocky's so good in his role of playing manager, playing announcer, playing trainer, filling in here and there that he's fine with it, and I think that's a good thing, but. You know, you see him work a guy like Robbie Eagles, who's who's really good, and I'm glad he's getting a shine here. And you, you realize, wow, Rock Romero can go. So, oh, gotcha. really excited for this match. Robbie Eagles looked great. Um, I'm glad he got the win. And you know, it, it was it was a perfect formula for a, for just a nice match where where you hit enough out of Gresham and Skrull. They did exactly what they needed to do to put on a good match, not take anything from later, but establish Rob Eagles as a player, and Rocky Romero did a great job with that. Um, a la, you know, Matt Jackson with the injured back uh, of, of 2017, I want to say, um, where, you know, he kind of had that, uh, you know, for the whole year. Um, I'm hoping they do that with Rocky Romero's uh, kind of leg here, um, as, as it was, you know, kind of the focal point of Robbie. Eagles uh, offense. Um, I love the fight, the spirit Rocky Romero kind of showcased there and, and Eagles, you know, showing, you know, a little bit of his arsenal, uh, a little bit more than I've seen so far, you know, since he's been with New Japan here. Um, no, this was a fun match. This is my underrated type of, or I should say low key, the kind of favorite match of the tournament. This had me um, from second one all the way um, up, up until the uh, the submission there, uh, you know, where, where Rocky had to, you know, kind of tap there. But uh, beautiful setup to that finish, you know, kind of a vicious kick to Romero. Then uh, Robbie Eagles hit that 450 to the injured leg. And then again, yeah. from the tap. Um, no, this was, uh, this was a, a so great Ron fun Miller match. Special. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rocky Romero, you know, kind of uh, – uh, you know, getting a, a reverse cutter, you know, where you're like, oh gosh, is he going to pick up the W here? Um, but no, the turbo backpack, uh, you know, kind of hit there. And, and unfortunately, uh, after a kick out of one turbo backpack, um, you know, essentially this to signify the end there, but uh, really, really fun match. Um, and like I said, a great story told a uh, kind of with the leg here. And then we get a couple of newcomers. Yeah, El Fantasmo defeats Bandito. Uh, ELP coming in here. Your new, he's your new Rev Pro champion. Um, he's getting a lot of steam in in Europe. New Japan obviously saw that, brought him in, said, "Let's ride this wave too." And I tell you what, he looked awesome, and he mm-hmm. has looked great in uh, in these matches. Um, I love how. 
El Fantasmo did just enough, kind of like we've seen with a lot of these mid-matches, to get everything out and put on a good in-ring match. But, boy, does he have some charisma to him. <laughs> I mean, he... Oh, my God. Yes, he, yes, made, he does. He looked great. Everything he did looked great. There, It was... um. He looked where we saw Joel Redmond by the end of the carnival, night one here, night two, you could say. Um, you, so that was what was awesome about that. Um, he came in, was ready to go. Bandito, he did all of his all of his normal spots. Um, cool spot where he um, he pulled Bandito's mask up over his face and then super kicked him uh, before mm-hmm. hitting his finisher. Uh, but this is really fun. I, I really like this, and I thought it was a good guy. That ex, that Canadian destroyer exchange, where somehow Bandito oh slipping through the air manages to land on his shoulders, and then they do the destroyer. It was off the turnbuckle. Um, that was amazing. <laughs> like they're up in the air. I believe it was the second rope, and then Bandito answers with one of his own. But it was like a Hurricane Rana. Canadian Destroyer hybrid. The chemistry was off the charts. I'm not sure. Maybe they have wrestled each other here. Um, But what was great was the beginning of this match. Kind of the counters, the double drop kicks on each other. And then they were kind of, you know, on the ground here. They bridge up after a pin, monkey flip each other, then bridge up again to a face-off. Kind of <laughs> as they're bridging, which I'm like, that just happened in the first, you know, 90 seconds. Let's go, as uh, as Demetrius would say. Um, but no, uh, the suicide dive that Phantasmo hits and then goes to a, a, a toddler in the crowd uh, who's, you know, kind of sitting with their parent, flips them off. And I said, oh, my gosh, El Phantasmo. <laughs> I will buy your twenty nine ninety nine shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com because that is one of my favorite things I can witness. But uh, fantastic match. Fantastic Ricardo, match. <laughs> Ricardo Gallegos points out, um, uh, Bandi- I noticed that after Bandito used the gorilla press, women immediately started shouting his name. And I think that's his best bet to win over the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so when he went for that group of press, that crowd was like, "Ah, Bandito!" <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta listen for that now when he does that. Um, and I love how Bandito too. Uh, one more thing: uh, when Phantasmal was walking the ropes, which he did two two sides of the ropes, which was fantastic. Um, I liked how no one else thought of this, except I think maybe Randy Orton might have been the first. Just kicks him down. Just kicks Phantasm <laughs> off the road. Enough of this. Um, Will Ospreay defeats Bushi. Uh, getting his win back Bushi. from last year because since uh, Bushi beat him last year in uh, Super Junior. Uh, I'm <laughs> so, I, Kevin Kelly, I guess, tried to sell the fact that he's wearing a shirt to protect himself from the chops. Is that true? Um, that I guess I I didn't uh, hear. I was too amazed by his headdress. But I love the black on black Ingo Bernoulli's, uh shirt there. Uh, and somebody said, uh, "Let's be honest here. Bushi wears that shirt to the ring because he's a geek." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know he said that. Oh man. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, this this was it was what it was. It didn't. I mean, it wasn't bad by any means, but it didn't do a lot for me. I knew there was no way Osprey's losing night one. No. Uh, gets a Stormbreaker. Um, I, I guess too, the thing that hurt it for me is you move Osprey to heavyweight, you bring him back to junior, and then he struggles against Bushi, who he should be murdering, uh, especially mm-hmm. after he murdered Kota Bushi. So that kind of was like ant to me, but it was fine. It wasn't anything great, but it was fine. Um, you have, you have thoughts on it? Um, what I liked was, uh, while Bushi was on the apron, he kind of blocks a spear and then just drills Osprey's head onto that apron. That was kind of my big holy bleep moment, uh, kind of of the match there. But yeah, you, you can kind of, you know, kind of tell uh, towards the last uh, couple of moments here, Osprey was just, you know, kind of had enough. You know, you get your Robinson special. He stumbles on the os cutter landing there. I loved how he blocked the miss by putting his hands over his mouth. I thought that was pretty genius um, and, and different as well. Um, then, of course, with the pimp slap, uh, you know, which then turned into the uh, the Stormbreaker here. Now, do you think he's going to be mad with Jericho on the pimp slap or whatever he calls it, the hidden blade, um, you know, gimmick infringement with Jericho kind of showcasing his new finisher, which is essentially the exact same? I don't think Osprey even pays attention to that. I don't know. <laughs> He's a part of that company now. No, I, I, it was just like Chris Jericho debuts a new move. And I was like, ah, I'll bite. I'll watch whatever Instagram video is. This. I'll declare, you know, I'll, I'll see how yoked that he is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Judas effect, I believe it's called. And I was like, oh, it's just the Osprey pimp slap. Okay. I guess that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's easier for Jericho than continuously doing the cold. Like, eventually, Coldbreaker had to be kind of like DDP always said with the diamond cutter. Like, eventually, your back just gets sick of it. And, really? you know, that the Coldbreaker almost does more damage to Jericho than it does to his opponent, if you're being realistic. <laughs> So Don't you that's a yo, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yo, different variables of the code breaker. Very well. Um, yo, still using the Punky 3K song too. Show didn't. Yeah. Just a little, uh, little fun oh, yeah. tidbit there, which I thought was interesting. Barbershop window, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I wasn't gonna say it when you mentioned it the first time, but um, now that we're at this match, Yo coming out to the to the music still and doing the same thing and. Show's got his own high-voltage music. I went, yep. Uh, well, we know who they are touting as the groomed, uh, groomed ace. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. That was, that was good. But this was really fun. I really liked this match. Oh. Um, you had some comedy. You had some, some technical wrestling. Takuchi's ability to keep the, uh, the ankle lock on with all the roll-throughs was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yo doing Big a good job. Takuchi. Yep, yep. Yo rolling through uh, with with uh, the half crab too was really good. Uh, a lot of fun with this match. And Suguchi's another guy too that come tournament time he he kicks a lot of the shenanigans aside and really works hard. And it's it's a bright spot. Block B I think is going to be really good with some of these some of the people in him. And I think if Suguchi's on his game, it's just going to add more to it. It's a more open block as well. I mean, you, you can kind of, like you said, Shingo kind of running the table. Unless, does it draw not count as a loss? 
Do you know? A draw would be one point, I believe. Correct, but does it count as a loss in a wins and losses to affect Shingo just in case if he does say get uh, a then no. show somehow wins that block to face Yo, who somehow wins block B, then sets up the barbershop sooner rather than later. <laughs> oh, just man. I, know. I, I think there's a chance that Shingo and Osprey both go undefeated. Or you have Ishimori sneak in and win the block so the Osprey can beat him. I just, I don't know. I don't see Osprey. To Gucci, if he gets a Todan on Osprey like he did to uh, to to Devitt there, just another you know UK guy to get out. <laughs> I just I it's hard for me to see Shingo or Osprey losing. That's why mm. that's what's hard about this tournament for me. So, but I'll tell you what, I'd love to watch that as a final. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Fan Eagles might have something to say too about that. It's mm. gonna be. I mean. These are some damn good blocks. I mean, we, we talked last year. I was like, ah, oh, who's going to be kind of the weak links? I, I was like, ah, oh, Rocky Romero. But after this match, I'm like, oh, he could definitely play some, you know, spoiler or whatnot, um, you know, or, you know, when it comes down the line there. But, uh, yeah, there's honestly not a weak link in this uh, in this bunch here. Um, oh, I screwed that up. She was sick. Apparently, I, apparently, I'm not good at my job of unlocking things. Um, night three, Jonathan Gresham defeats Takamichi Noku. I really like this match. I was, mm-hmm. I was into it. I thought, I thought there was a, you know, it got a little silly at the beginning, but Taka technically is is there. Did all sorts of holds. Gresham doing all sorts of holds. I love the way that they were trying to trying to hold the other off, which was really nice. Yes. But yes. And, and Taka really trying to avoid the octopus. Um, Gresham does finally get it in, wrenches the arm to nothing, wrenches it again, and then wrenches it a third time to the tap out. So good way to put over the octopus hold on that as well. But it was, it was the technical, technical thing that I thought it was going to be. Gresham looking really fun here. Uh, what do you think of our opener night three? Great, great showcase uh, for Jonathan Gresham. Um, if he ever does to uh, decide to go to the dark side, uh, he would be a great, uh, great uh, grab for Suzuki Goon there, and just him and Taka, man, that would be fun. Um, just because again, that that submission style, but uh, no, great variations, um, and and I love uh, you know Gresham here. He's just such a hybrid of athleticism and technicality, um, which is definitely going to be huge uh, on the Japanese wrestling scene. Um, as well as with New Japan here. But, uh, no, I thought this was a great match. Good win. Um, and then we get to the second match, which I thoroughly loved. Because <laughs> this was definitely not the technical match that we kind of, uh, you know, kind of had with the opener uh, as we get Tiger Mask and uh, the heel master himself. <laughs> mask throwing. Mask throwing. <laughs> Tells you, but I love that he just, Got him so pissed off right right off the bat too. So it was it was nice. Um, Tiger Mask throwing a top rope arm drag is still one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Because he goes up there and I literally go, oh, here comes another Spanish fly. But then he just does an arm drag. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know. It was it was good. 
Tiger Mask looked better than he did Katamaro. I, I thought Katamaro should have got the victory, but then I forgot and I had to think about it. Tiger Mask always gets early wins in this tournament. So <laughs> Didn't he get the victory? No. I mean, he was, again, aiming towards, you know, that injured leg Tiger Mask got from night one here. I love the figure four. I love the screaming from Tiger Mask. You could sense like, oh, my gosh, is he going to, you know, tap right here? Um, Kanemaru just trying to break the leg here um, and, and essentially, you know, uh, you know, going for the figure four again and then Tiger Mask to roll him up for that victory there. You know, again, Victor goes the spoiler here and, and you know, Tiger Mask getting that win. But like I said, he almost lost due to the fact that then Kanemaru yanks the mask <laughs> off of Tiger Mask. Um, and and launches it into the crowd. The yes. young lions swarm the ring, cover up Tiger Mask. <laughs> they go to the, you know, I'm assuming uh, Kanemaru's mask that he brought to the beginning, grab that, had Tiger Mask put that on. Beautiful spot. Again, heel master. Love that shirt, um, you know, which you could definitely check out on the uh, interwebs or when you watch. Uh, you know, Kanemaru with the rest of this tournament. But no, I, I had fun with this match because, again, it was just classic. I'm going to attack your leg and up, oh, I get rolled up, you know, and I lose, but I'm going to make you suffer afterwards. I love when he heaves the freaking mask into the audience like a like a boomerang. Or yes. a frisbee. You see Yuyu Yamura just point and start yelling at all the other ring guys to go get that mask. He's, you, go! And Yoda <laughs> just beelines it out of the ring around yeah. the corner. <laughs> and Katamara doesn't care. Shout out to Katamara, who's got a little blonde tint in his hair. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know if it makes him edgy or not, but... <laughs> Tiger Mask now four points, sitting on top of this block with a couple other guys we'll get into here. Uh, mm-hmm. Shingo Takagi defeats Titan. Uh, once again, Titan, this is kind of why I have a little bit of issues with him. He just, I don't feel like he can deliver in a big match situation like this. Shingo kind of just beat him up, which is what I did want, though. Um, but I mean, he's, I mean, the way Shingo was throwing him around that last dragon, that pumping hawk bomber that he hit, um, mm-hmm. I mean, Shingo looked good. They did a good job. Like, there was that one spot Teton hit some move and just kind of kept rolling with it, and then awkwardly just laid on top of him for just this really cool yeah. ball. <laughs> I'm like, what are you yep. doing? And then Shingo just beat the hell out of him after that. Like, all right, kid, come here. So, I, I didn't take much out of it, but I, I did take that. Uh, I'm glad they this didn't was do to make Shingo look strong after, yeah. you know, the show match, you know, to, to reaffirm his dominance. They didn't do the the Gato special of having a crazy upset early in the tournament too, thankfully with this, <laughs> which which uh, made that, that nice. agreed. Um, but no, I I thought this was a you know a a fine match just just again to get Shingo to the point. I will say though that Teton Pele kick a suicide dive where essentially it's like in the middle of the. Uh, into the crowd there where they like blasted Shingo into like the fifth row. Um, that was, you know, pretty much the, the only offense uh, until Shingo dominated and said, Nope, time to a uh, last of the dragon you and get my four points out of the way. Um, then we get Taiji Shimori getting his four points. 
defeating Marty Skrull. Um, this match did nothing for me. I don't he know about you. He looked like he was affected by that Dragon Lee spot because Dragon Lee dumped him on his head a few times night one, and it looked like he was kind of feeling the repercussions of that. Um, when Ishimori slides into that bridge pin towards, you know, kind of the one of the final two sequences there, he can barely make it to the pin there. Um, and he just looked woozy. He looked sloppy in a lot of spots, unfortunately. Um, and I wouldn't say that was due to Marty's, you know, dominance offense or whatnot, but just it seemed like he was off a step in this. Yeah. Match. And when, when they did the tombstone counter and he just ran him into the rope because he couldn't. He, he lost his balance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I was just, I don't know. It was, you know, it, it kind of gave the exact, I mean, that match in a nutshell was kind of how night three was to me. Cause you know, dragon Lee defeats show in the main event, And the crowd is just the crowd. I think that that's more of the problem was the crowd didn't give a shit throughout this whole night. This was like a bad pro wrestling Noah crowd where they're just sitting on their hands, not doing anything. And the crowd was not into this main event whatsoever. Um, I mean, they, they worked hard. It was, it was a fun match, but boy, having a crowd, like this wasn't even like, we're just quiet. Cause it's Japan. Like they weren't even getting behind these guys. And, <laughs> what, I, what I put into the uh, that Marty Skrull uh, Taji Ishimori match too, it seemed like Ishimori was going fast, a little too fast, you know, where he stumbles, you know, kind of like how Sasha Banks would do, kind of early on in her matches where she's like trying to hit all her spots like right away and not to think of the placement or to kind of slow things down a little bit. Where, you know, that's what Sasha's, you know, in my opinion, I noticed that right away in a lot of her matches, especially some of the big big matches she's in, but yeah, it just seemed like, you know, they were off there. I, the show Dragon Lee match, you know, I, you know, it was definitely not night one. It was damn good. Again, a lot of variation of the code breakers, um, you know, by show um, onto Dragon Lee. Uh, I mean, the apron bond (laughs) that that, that Dragon Lee took, uh, I kind of, you know, almost walked out of the house like, wow, I got to go to the chiropractor. Um, That looked uh, supremely painful here. You know, a lot of submissions, a lot of arm bars, you know, which which is fine. You're trying to break down these opponents for the rest of the tournament here. Um, And, you know, and obviously into the match that, that you're in there, but you know, Dragon Lee, you know, hitting hitting his Hurricane Ranas, you know, here and there. But uh, I thought, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was a fine match. You know, I'm not the biggest Dragon Lee fan. I mean, he's damn good, very talented. Um, he didn't drop show on his uh, on his head and or neck, it seemed like, in this match here. But uh, I love the respect, the hugs, and the handshakes kind of afterwards after uh, Dragon Lee picked up the victory. So, all in all, decent show night three, but it, it wasn't what night one and night two were. Um, so, those are three nights of uh, Super Junior Fourier with some news and notes. Um, tomorrow, no idea what we'll get. We'll talk about on the docket. Um, I'm going to have to try to watch all of my wrestling tomorrow. So, uh, what, what do you? Where do you want to go tomorrow? So I know what I need to get in when I get up tomorrow. Think in progress. 
I will. I will get through some progress here tonight. And, and, and if you're uh, adamant about watching Money in the Bank, maybe I, we'll slide that into a Wednesday show. I, I think I'm, the whole show. The look, the intrigue of of uh, actually going through with a six week sabbatical. Like I looked at my DR and there is six SmackDowns and six Raws that I haven't watched. <laughs> so it it we did it. We went through it. I want to see what this company has after all this. Like, the six weeks we stopped watching is the most newsworthy of just abomination of a company we've ever seen. So I want to know what the hell happened when we stopped watching. Like if we were in a coma, and then all of a sudden we woke up like, whoa, Roman Reigns isn't champion, right, on Monday nights. And then it's like, wait, he's the champion on Tuesday nights. And it's like, no, how did we get here? (laughs) We'll find out. <laughs> Alex, it was a pleasure. Sorry, sorry we didn't give you the full three hours like we do on impromptu type ish like this, but it's it's Game of Thrones Day. It's Game of Thrones, yeah. Signing off. Alex, as well. Fantastic. We'll talk to you tomorrow, sir. It was a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Have a good one. Summer's almost here, and Old Navy's got thousands of summer's hottest styles on sale now in stores from just five bucks. Get all your favorites, like tees and tanks for just five bucks, shorts for just ten bucks, and jeans, dresses, and swimwear for just fifteen bucks. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in store for free today. New summer styles are just five, ten, and fifteen bucks in stores now at Old Navy. Hurry ends tonight. Valid five thirteen to five nineteen in stores and select styles only. Summer's almost here, and Old Navy's got thousands of summer's hottest styles on sale now in stores from just five bucks. Get all your favorites, like tees and tanks for just five bucks, shorts for just ten bucks, and jeans, dresses, and swimwear for just fifteen bucks. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in store for free today. New summer styles are just five, ten, and fifteen bucks in stores now at Old Navy. Hurry ends tonight. Valid five thirteen to five nineteen in stores and select styles only.